Okay, welcome to the June 20th of 2023 City of Angel City Council meeting. Uh, roll call, please, Rose. Mayor Herndon. Present. Vice Mayor Moncada. Present. Council Member Tiscornia's absent. Council Member Brolio. Present. Council Member Serrato. Present. Staff is present. Thank you. We'll do the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Item three is report out of closed session and our closed session was canceled tonight. So there's no report for that. Item four, approval of the agenda as posted or amended. So we have an addendum for item D, um, which has been provided both up here and to everybody. There's a, this one right here as well. So we have an addendum to that item on the agenda. And then any other changes to the agenda as posted? Okay. Um, looking for a motion for the amended agenda. Amended. Put it in full I. I, I, I need a, I need a recommendation. I need someone to say that that's happening. All right. I'll move to move item I from the agenda to a later date. Okay. That's two addendums or two, I'm sorry, amendments. Any others? Okay, looking for a motion. I'll make the motion. Caroline, and then a second. A second. Oh, Alvin. All in favor? Aye. 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 You were an aye. Item five is public comment. The public may address the council on any item of public interest, not otherwise on the agenda that is within the jurisdiction of the city. No action may be taken. Matters to be addressed may be referred to city staff or placed on a subsequent meeting agenda. Speakers will be limited to five minutes per person. Do we have any uh, members of the public for public comment? And how about anybody online, Rose? Nobody online. Okay, seeing no public comment. We will move to item six, which is our consent agenda. We have three items on consent. Anybody have any reason to pull any of those items or talk about any of those items? And any members of the public want to talk about our consent agenda items? Okay, seeing none, looking for a motion to move on consent. I'll make a motion. Then, I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 <clears throat> okay. Item 7A. <clears throat> this is a public hearing to consider the continuation of the assessments for fiscal year 2023 and 24 for the landscaping and lighting district number two for Greenhorn Creek assessment and the adoption of resolution 2356 approving the engineer's report confirming the diagram and assessment and ordering the continuation of assessments for the fiscal year of 23 
I think that's supposed to say to 25 rows, not 35. 23 to 25, or is it 35? 35. Kyle's on here. Okay. I did. Fiscal year 2023 24. 20 for the upcoming fiscal year. Okay, sorry. Um, so, Rebecca, you can take this one. Uh, <laughs> this is just the annual. Um, request to city council if you recall the greenheart Creek flooding district has an annual assessment which is a tax charge on everyone's property tax bill um this aligns with the prop 218 hearing that was done last year uh so this is just um the annual formality that we need to go through uh every year um uh kyle tanker uh did do the engineer's report he's on the line right now if you have any questions regarding it but everything in there is really in alignment with what that proof prop 218 uh hearing was and the outcome of that it aligns with all of the projects and programs for that um, funding we met internally with uh staff and the lld to kind of go through everything with kyle uh, so that's all there is Anybody have any questions or no concerns? All good. Any members of the public here tonight that would like to discuss this item? Seeing none, it looks like we're looking for movement on. Well, this is actually a hearing, correct? Yes. Do you want to open? The I'm going to open the public hearing at this time and available for public comment. Any? Amy, you don't want to say anything? I, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seeing no public comment, we will close the public hearing. And now I'm looking for um, a motion for adoption of Resolution 2356. So moved. All second. Isabel, all in favor? Aye. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Thank, Thank you. you, everyone. Have a good night. You too. you too. Okay, taking us to item 7B. 7B is uh, approved resolution number 2351, amending the general plan land use element, table 1-5, general plan and zoning consistency, to allow the following zoning districts to be consistent with the high-density residential HDR general plan land use and single family residential R1 and medium density residential R2. Amy. Mayor and council members who, by the way, you two have reverse name placards. Hi, Adam. Hi, Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> the general plan language designation for HDR is generally consistent with the R3 multifamily residential zoning district. When we did our outreach to everyone in the city for about a third of the parcels, we had several people say, no, I don't really want that many people on my parcel. I'd rather have R2, I'd rather have R1. This simply would allow them that flexibility. Um, the Planning Commission held their public hearing on June 8th and recommended approval. <coughs> answer any questions? <laughs> of the changes we feel that we reached out to every single person and and had at least conversations for or against we, we do and just to let you know <laughs> even when we received return notifications oh. 
Um, we personally hand delivered them to their physical address, except for one person we could not find who showed up on June the 8th and came okay. to the office and it's an agreement. So I think we, we did pretty good on that. Questions? Hey, do any members of the public here tonight want to discuss this item? So we'll have you come up and introduce yourself at the podium and there's also a piece of paper up there you can write your name and number oh. <laughs> i'm gloria what do you want my just name? My well name? yeah yeah and your income <laughs> i just <laughs> huh you don't really need this for me do you <laughs> well, if you if you bring something up that we need to reach back out to you on, we will oh, have contact information. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what, phone? Phone. Okay. Is that fine? Yeah. Okay. Um, wait a minute. I just don't, I'm not understanding what this is all about, is why I'm up here. What is, what does this consist? What is this for? Go for it. So, Amy can give a little synopsis so, if you want. I, I should have given a background, but basically in 2009, we adopted the general plan. And you what, have to, sorry, what was the general plan? It is the master plan and roadmap for all development in the city. What part of the city? All of it, 100%. Oh, okay, I'm just... And so everybody gets a general plan land use designation that tells you generally what we're going to do with your property. And we got letters for this? And if you needed rezoning, two-thirds of the city had already been rezoned. So if you didn't get a letter, it means they, you were I wasn't already re fine. We weren't rezoned. You weren't okay. rezoned. Okay. Um, but one-third had never been rezoned consistent with the general plan. Um, and now we're trying to get those one-third consistent with the general plan so that if they want to develop their parcel, they can. Because when you don't have zoning, you can't develop you can't your parcel because you don't know what you can do uh, or not do. Uh, garage up. There you go. Okay. Exactly. Okay. You I'm just trying to understand. That, that's okay. it in a nutshell. So that's basically what this is. That's what the next three items are. Oh, okay. Everybody <laughs> that, I wasn't understanding, so yeah, thank you. I just wanted to see what that was about. Okay. Well, and you help people at home watching. Correct. <laughs> so that was uh, 7B, and we'll come back. If anybody doesn't have any questions or any additional concerns, we'll be looking for a motion on that. I'll make a motion. Caroline. I'm going to second that, actually, Rose. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 <clears throat> no, passes on a 401. So then our next item is resolution 2352 amending the general plan and land use designations on 41 different parcels as identified. Mayor, council members, in 2009 when we adopted the general plan, um, one, we had a couple mistakes, so some of these are clerical. Um, two, there were public agencies that had purchased property like Caltrans when they did the bypass, and so we have them designated like R3 for multifamily, which there's a road there and a highway, so that does not make sense. And then the third primary thing is some landowners who own three or four parcels now own like 12, all adjacent to each other. So they are now, it makes more sense for them to go with special planning and master plan all their parcels together. And so that's basically what this covers, um, is to change their general plan so that we can have that reflected more accurately. I'd be happy to answer any questions. And outreach was 
successful on this one? Anybody attend the meeting at the planning meeting on the 8th? We had um, three people for rezoning attend the meeting, and I'll go over that on the rezoning. Um, but we did have two open houses. We attended a homeowners association meeting. We had one-on-one -on -one meeting with all of the parcel owners that were special planning who had most of the acreage in the city and went over parcel by parcel with them what they wanted to have designated. And this does reflect their wishes. Questions? No. Any questions from the public? Okay, so bringing this one back, looking for a motion. I'll make a motion to approve resolution 2352. Second. We got a first and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, so then item 7D does has the amendment, but this is uh, ordinance 532, rezoning 320-ish parcels as identified for consistency with the general plan 2020. This is the first reading of a two-step process, correct, Amy? Correct. Um, Mayor, we'd like to have this, I say I spelled introduce wrong, um, introduced, waive the first reading, hold a public hearing, and schedule for July 18th to hold the second hearing to rezone roughly a third of the parcels in the city to be consistent with the general plan. Through all of our meetings with everybody, we did have three people show up at the Planning Commission meeting two simply wanted clarification and were fine one did ask to change their their zone and that was the allens and that is the purpose of that addendum they're basically going from special planning to r3 special planning which is still consistent with what what they plan to do so and it was uh, yeah so we the planning commission did recommend that you um, adopt that addendum along with all the other recommendations in the staff report and I'd be happy to answer any questions. Amy, is this the one you needed this map up for? And those are all the parcels that are basically being rezoned in the yellow and orange and dark orange. <laughs> and this will get us consistent with our general plan it will with the exception of there's always with the exception of there are two parcels where they're arguing about some boundaries and so as soon as we have APMs that we can use we'll rezone them and then there's some common area in some subdivisions which they're large corporations with multiple divisions and we haven't been able to get a hold of a human being to talk to them about the rezones they're currently zoned as a common area they're currently some of them took the zoning of the subdivision. So like oh, common area in country lane estates is R1. And we would prefer that it be something that makes it clear that it's not for development. It's so not like the park you mean then? It would be rezoned as or not park, rec, open space. We would work with them to see whichever thing they're comfortable with. Um, but there's a couple options they have. We'll bring those back to So we are introducing this and waiving the first reading. Um, anybody have any questions other than what we just asked? Okay, so public, public hearing can open now. Anybody, members of the public, want to discuss this item? Or anybody online, Rose? I don't think there's anybody, right? I don't think there's anybody. Okay, having seen none, we'll close the public hearing. 
and we'll be coming back on July 18th for the second reading to rezone these parcels. Mm -hmm. Item 7E, Resolution 2353, establishing fixed fees for certain buildings, I'm sorry, certain building projects, including re-roofs, water heaters, HVAC changeouts, residential roof-mounted solar, fire sprinklers, generators, generators with propane, and doubling building fees for work initiated before the issuance of a building permit. Amy. Mayor and council members, I did want to report that today, for the first time, using iWorks, our brand new software, we were able to take in a building permit over the phone, mm -hmm. issue it immediately online, email them their placard, um, and take their payment all in one stop. So, yeah, wow. we're looking forward to that. And to help with that, we have identified many different permits, such as re-roofs, water heaters, things that basically Caitlin can go ahead and issue, they don't require reviews. Um, and so we wanted to make it even faster by establishing a predictable flat fee. Some of these flat fees are based on what the average actual cost is that we've studied over time. Some of them are mandated by state law, for example, on solar. And that's where they that comes in. We are also asking that we double building fees for work initiated before you get a building permit. Right now, if you don't get a building permit and you go building something, we grumble at you and make you get a building permit. We'd like to give you an incentive to get a building permit to begin with. Um, right now, people who do do that, you know, generally we have found that when you come in first and get your building permit, it takes less time for our building inspector to get through the process. When it's after the fact, it usually takes longer to go back and redo work. So we really want to incentivize getting the building permit to begin. Um, is there some discretion? Yes, but um, we'd like to make it as little as possible to really get people to pull building permits before they're caught by code enforcement. And we have to make them get them. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Go for it. Um, so how many how many people a year get caught without building permits? 10, 25, I don't need exactly hundreds. I would say monthly. There are probably at least three or four a month, easily. So tagging up with that question, very similar to that. To 40. How many times does somebody buy a house and as you're purchasing that house you you realize that there's work that was not permitted? And, and would that come into play here as a, like, if I'm, if I'm buying the house and there's an addition, you want to get the permit to make the addition all copacetic and you're going to get hit that way? That's actually not the purpose of this. This is for if somebody okay. actually, we see them out there building, um, right out in the open on Main Street. Yeah, I get that. Permit. That's what this is actually for. We get very few of the other um, people, honestly, would rather not know. Okay. Sorry, go ahead, Evan. No, that's fine. Um, and then the solar is kind of a wash because that's a state mandated thing. Yeah. Um, so all of the other fees, they weren't fixed fees. So what was happening is we we have a valuation system. So if the valuation for the water heater is nine thousand dollars or yeah whatever $2, it is, it would just be a percentage. Right. That percentage wasn't covering the actual costs of doing anything. Right. So. Um, you know, and sometimes you'd have like a, it would be like a five hundred dollar 
you know, whatever. Right. And the valuation on that with sick B is like 37 cents or whatever. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't pay for the paper you're printing. Right, right. or the, exactly. Or the staff time. Or the time. Yeah, and I'm all for the permit fee. It's just the doubling of. And then the doubling. So what's happening is our building inspector is and the plan checkers are spending an enormous amount of time to for cats when a build, when building is happening without pulling the permit. Mm -hmm. So what happens is he'll go out and depending on the extent of the building, he will have to basically come up with like a NASBIL. So you would have to say, okay, well, draw out what it what it looks like now um and you're working your way backwards mm -hmm. so you still have to go through the plan review process it just takes a lot more time to do it so the fees that we're charging are not recouping costs on those when they happen after the fact so question though are we just hitting these ones are so like a water heater there's not normally a lot of framing or a lot of stuff that goes with that one no these so are the, the, the ones that we catch is like additions, 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 additions re-roofs, okay. Yes. Um, no, so it's a double of any of those. It's a not, lot of these are deck additions. These yeah. these two are not linked. These are not double fees for those items that so we're doing flat fee. It's double fees if we find you building. And usually we see something the exterior. Not the yeah, we usually see it exterior. It's usually a structure. I'm putting no. a new gazebo out there. I'm Thank you. extending my deck. I'm adding a new room. Um, it's usually stuff like that. It's usually fairly, but they're usually moderate-sized projects. Okay. Um, and then I read in here that you went off of Sonora and Calaveras County mm -hmm. for kind of the average price. On I that. looked at Tuolumne County's too. Yeah. And these fees do cover whatever the cost is in terms of South Time. Honestly, there are a couple solar that once in a while may not completely cover, but those will be made up for over average. Yeah. And those ones you can't. You just said this is the nice one. And generally, the solar ones that take more time are the ones that started doing it without a permit to begin with. And it takes more time to go back. And you have to look at their foundation plans, and you have to look at how they attach it to the roof. And sometimes they didn't leave enough room for the fire department to do clearances around it, all sorts of funky things you don't think of. Any other questions? Okay, any members of the public have any questions on this item? Okay, seeing none, we'll bring it back to council. Um, on your attachment, Amy? Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, I see. So the B for the plus the inspection fees and such, that only applies to Tuolumne County. I don't see any other little Bs. Okay, no. sorry, I just didn't read that right. Okay, um, I have no questions. Anybody else? Mm -hmm. So we'll be looking for a motion on this item. I'll move the item. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, passes on a 401, Rose. Okay. Item seven F. 
This is for discussion and direction, annual fee adjustments for police, fire, parks, and traffic impact mitigation fees. Rebecca. I'm sorry, Michelle. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, um, looking at updoing, uh, redoing our fee schedule and with the increases for the upcoming fiscal year, um, as of last year, for the first time we brought this same discussion to you that um, the California Construction Cost Index increased significantly in 21. Um, it went from 2.8% to 13.4. And then we're noticing a trend, even though it's decreased for 2022 um, slightly, we're still seeing you know that same trending of the higher cost. So last year we brought this to you and asked you if we could use a five-year average for the increase of the fees, for the impact fees. Um, and so um, using that same methodology this year, instead of increasing the, the fire, police, um, parks and traffic impact mitigation fees by 9.3%, we're um, recommending that we use a five-year average, which would be 6.08%. Um, last year, I believe that increase was about 4.2% average, so it did still increase because you've got two larger years in that figure. Um, but overall, that um, would uh, reflect the savings to individuals who were um, impacted by those fees. So we're just looking for a direction once again on uh, whether we use the current rate or we use an average, a five-year average. Okay. I'm good with the five-year average. Yes. Yeah. No other time with the five-year average. Okay, members of the public, are you fine with the five-year average? Any comments? Okay, bringing it back. I have no concerns on this one either, so I'd be looking for a motion. Oh, sorry, discussion and direction. Thank you. Um, so I think we're good. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you. Item G is our budget. Um, Can you bring up that presentation? Inevitably, the moment, um, you know, we bring the proposed budget uh, to you, things start changing, um, additional information comes in. Um, so, uh, in terms of, you know, what this looks like, next slide. Um, in your proposed budget, I think the change in total unbalanced working capital was 751. Um, so we're bringing that number down to 756 uh, for the general fund. Um, also, um, if you look at the top, the 2.5, when we brought it to you, a proposed, that was 4.3. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we actually moved um, the reserve over to the actual general fund reserve fund. Next one. Um, just to kind of get a little, um, I think there was some questions last time on, you know, what's the use of fund balance, that 136,000 and that encumbrances of 127. So the 136 really represents 
uh, advanced grant funds that we've received in 22-23, but they're specifically restricted to various operating expenses in 23-24. We just haven't spent that money yet. So it's sitting in our it's sitting in our fund balance. Um, so we're not rebudgeting the revenue, but we need to budget the expenses. So that's there. Um, we don't have encumbrances for them yet because we haven't actually ordered whatever we need to order, but it is a component of that fund balance. The encumbrances along the same lines, but we actually have encumbrances for those, and those are tied to um, budget as part of the 22-23. Um, we just haven't been able to spend the money as of June 30th, but we actually do have purchase orders with vendors, specifically for those purchase orders. So that's really what those two represent. Next slide. So when you look at that 756,000, that includes that 263,000, which is the fund balance carried forward, and then the encumbrance portion. And then also we've got 505,000 of those one-time investments of working capital, which is the next one. Um, so nothing has changed here. Just reminding you, this is the list of all the one-time investments. <coughs> um, some of these are being funded with general funds, some of them are being funded with grant funds, some of them are being funded with um, other special revenue funds. But the overall contribution is you know, about 505000 I still have conversations going on. Uh, there is the possibility that we can find some alternative funding for some of this stuff. Um, and we'll try, but this is worse case for So just to kind of give you a five-year overview so if we take that 2.5 million and that is without the reserve being in it that reserve has been pulled out and pushed over to the side not being spent it's all just being restricted over there and if you recall that reserve is uh, is 30 percent overall so it's 20 percent for a operating reserve and then 10 percent for a um, revenue stabilization reserve is what that is so um, when you look at all that, go through all the revenues we're projecting to get in and the expenses that we're projecting to go out, um, capital, conferences, transfers in, et cetera, you have that negative 756. So then in terms of looking <coughs> forward, that 756 comes off of the 2.5, right? And so your starting balance for 2425 would be 1.7. We're projecting um, some very, very conservative revenue growth um, and expenditure growth and um, transfers in. We still have um, transfers in that will be coming in. Uh, we're estimating about a million dollars because we do still have projects that would be occurring. And so we would actually have a positive um, ending balance there that then goes to the following year of 25 so does that kind of make sense? Yeah. So each year, so what this means in, when you're looking at 25, 26 to 27, 28, you can see the negative balances at the bottom. What I would say though, is when you go back and you look at those one-time costs, and you go back one? Just the back girl. Yeah. Remember that a lot of these are economic development related. So the, the idea is many of these are going to help with businesses and generation of additional sales tax or additional visitation um, for working with the Calder's Visitors Bureau uh, or working with the county on various economic development you know ideas 
So with that in mind, we've got 2324 and 2425, which is two years to, to, to work through this in order to start growing revenue. So even though, you know, I'm not going to assume that that's gonna happen in this projection, I'm going to just, here's what our taxes are, here's what our revenues are, if nothing else changes, but the reality is the investments that we would be making in 23-24 are very likely to see a benefit in terms of revenue generation and expenditure reduction come 25-26 and going forward. And with the annexation cost? Exactly. That so, would help so bring some new generation of revenue. Exactly. Okay. It starts increasing your rental burns taxes. Right. It starts increasing your uh, your percentage of property taxes that you're going to get. But I don't include any of that right. in any of these. Because you don't know. We don't. So this is like a worst case scenario. This is a worst case scenario. Okay. No outcome to anything we're doing. No. Okay. Um, next. So I wasn't. One more. One more? With the one-time expenditures. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to look at one number and one number. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Um, and then I wasn't sure how easy, uh, go to the <coughs> Yeah, um, how easy it was going to be to read that. So I just wanted to make sure you could see the bottom. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the next one. Just in terms of what changed between the proposed version that you had and the final version that's in front of you, it separated the general fund balance. So it went from 5.3 to 2.5 because I moved that 1.792 out specifically to that general fund reserve fund. That's what we would do. So it's just going to sit there. I increased the sales tax by 39,000. That's based on actuals. I reduced the TOT by 24,000. That's again based on actuals. I increased the document transfer tax. So anytime a property transfers, we get um, the transfer tax on that. Um, so we've kind of had to track down that money from the auditor's office, but we are getting it. And so um, I updated that information with that. The, uh, I increased the motor vehicle that we would get um, 30,000 that's based on actuals. Um, there's actually a balance in the fire TOT fund that's been sitting there. So I think <laughs> that TOT uh, for EMS transfer in to go towards the fire department, that's 34,660. I reduced the gas tax transfer to public works by 28,000. Um, that was just, we transposed a number, so we caught that, so we fixed that. But I also increased the RMA fund transfer in to help offset some of the costs associated with the increased cost of the food lower. Okay. Um, and then in terms of the expenses, just a little bit more. So um, there was an increase um, that was in their finance of 10,000 for salaries and benefits. There was increased um, costs for Comcast that had been missing. Um, we noticed that there was an accounting issue um, that they're resolving. So we caught that um, between proposed and final. So we plugged that in where we needed to. Um, our phone system is really bad at City Hall. Um, it will hang up in the middle of the call. Um, you can't dial out. It's just not a good system. All of the phones are end of life. Um, so <coughs> given that we changed the Comcast, which is a much better bandwidth, 
um, my recommendation is to go to Ring Central. That makes it easier for staff to actually update the phone tree. If there was some sort of um, issue that, you know, let's uh, say, you know, you notice you're getting a ton of calls because, I don't know, fill in the blank. Use a big storm. Big storm. And so everybody's calling because, you know, or, or they have low water pressure or whatever. So if we know that there's a big issue that everybody's going to call, we can actually really, really quickly update the front message on the phone and say, if you're calling because you're noticing low water pressure, press one. And then they can press one and then it will tell them everything they need to know why you have low water pressure. Instead of having to sit there and constantly you know, answer all those questions. So it really helps, and it also um, helps you get data in terms of who's calling for what types of things. Is how many how many callers are calling because they have a question about planning, or how many have a question yeah. about you know whatever. So there's a lot of really good things in terms of Ring Central, and the best part is it's really easy to maintain, and the phones work, and it won't drop your call in the middle of it. Um, but um, there also is an a, um, implementation cost uh, for Conitz to do it. He said about 6000 I still think, um, since I've gone through it already, there's probably there's quite a bit I could actually do on my own and I can help staff with that. So I think that number would go down. But we can use those hours for other IT stuff that goes throughout the year. But that worst case scenario would be 6000 and then um, the phones to replace those would be 3000 So that's what those and are. And you've used that system before, this, mm -hmm. this Ring Central? Yeah. We have it in our firm. You do too? It's fabulous, because you, you get an email when you have a call comes in, and you can click on it and just listen to it while you're driving or whatever. It works very well. Yeah, so it's, all your voicemails can go to text, go straight to your email. Mm -hmm. You can do, um, like, facts. Uh, uh, you know, fax through your email. You don't have to have fax numbers anymore. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty slick. The other thing is like um, we had it at CCWD. I implemented it there, and the nice part was um, so I, I'm on a call on a, I'm on a conference call, but I also have to run to go to another meeting that's not in the office. I can immediately swap it over to my cell phone because I'll have the Ring Central app there without interrupting the call. It just flips over there and I can carry the rest of the phone call in my car. You can also do it the other way. I'm in my car, I'm on a call. I, as soon as I hit my office, it knows that I'm in my office and it says, do you want to switch back over to your desktop and it'll just go straight to your desktop. So it's it's kind of, it's it's actually a really, it's, it's a nice program and it's pretty easy to use. So, system. Yeah. Um, building and planning, we increased the licenses and permit um, revenue by 50,000. Um, we just had to work through, is Amy still here? We had to work through kind of what's the carryover for MAC, what's the carryover for Habitat. So we had to kind of firm up the revenue pieces um, that we haven't received yet versus the ones that we have, and then um, the expenditures on either side. So that's what that is. The boom mower quote ended up coming in higher. Um, by 43,000, that was part of the increasing the RMRA um, in for that. And then we needed to add some software costs. These are some other ones that hadn't hit the accounting system yet, so we, they got missed. Um, but GovInvest is um, our um, other 
think of um, retiree health. So it helps us uh, with the actuaries for that. It also helps with modeling software. Um, if we ever make changes with that, there's also a pension modeling in there that hasn't been used yet. But um, I think it would be it would be warranted to to try to get that up and running so you can see um, in terms of what the uh, what all the fun is going to be coming down the pipe from uh, Calpers. Um, Springbrook is in here. The one change is historically all of Springbrook, which, which is the software that the city uses for finance, utility billing, payroll, everything. It was all being paid for out of the general fund. Um, all of utility billing is not the general fund. Right. So we split that. So it's going, general fund portion is going, um, and then they'll cost allocate um, to the water and sewer based on the financial information. Um, but the specific utility billing, that's going straight to water and sewer, because that's their deal. Smartsheet is in here, 365. We utilize Adobe for um, contract routing and signing through Adobe instead of paper. Um, target solutions is training software. Um, it had been getting paid for out of the fire department, but the reality is it really should be in finance because it's not just the fire department using it. The entire city is using target solutions. Um, and then there was some 365 costs for building and planning, and we had to increase the engineering services to 70,000. Um, in terms of enter, that was all general fund. So in terms of enterprise revenue, um, uh, sorry, this should be expenditures. We, uh, no change in revenues, apologies, that should say expenditures. We needed to add $25,000 to the master plan um, if you look at your guiding documents folder, the master plan for wastewater is from 2012. Um, it's a little old. And we've learned a lot about the wastewater system um, in the last 10 years, 11 years. So um, we met with uh, the engineer um, that works with us on water and wastewater, and he really, really recommends getting the sewer master plan updated. Um, I put a place marker about 25,000. He doesn't think it's going to be overly burdensome because you're not redoing the master plan, you're updating the master plan. Um, and you know, you have to remember in the last, you know, 10, 11 years, we've added infrastructure on water and on wastewater. So just some of this needs to be updated. Um, and then, like I said, Springbrook costs are actually going to water and sewer. We needed to add outside consultants. Um, we have additional mandated testing we need to do. And then on the water side, we need to not update the whole master plan, but we need to update the water model. Um, again, so the water model, tells us based on you know kind of what we can produce and the number of connections and the consumption that we use and the infrastructure that's in the ground how much you can actually like what your capacity is exactly so um and again we've added infrastructure we've identified some issues in the system so this would help um kind of tighten that up um, and then again, Springbrook, and then some needed testing. So, in terms of enterprise fund, 
we would be looking, and this is just the operating enterprise. This is water sewer operating. This does not include the um, the uh, um, capital funds for water and sewer. It doesn't include the, the expansion yeah. funds. Mm -hmm. It just includes this just operating. Six point four million in it um, between all of those. We have. Um, you know, our our revenue coming in, we have our expenditures going out, and we would estimate that we would have 841, you know, at the end of the day, in the green. Um, if you look at this over a five-year projection, again, you're always, you're running in the, in the green, right? And again, this doesn't even include all of the capital investment in terms of the CIP for water and wastewater that are other funds that have, um, a lot more money in them. Are those projections in this binder? Hmm? What what tab? I don't. The entire budget is in tab one, right? Yeah. And the projections would be part of the. Um, uh, it's under water and wastewater. Yeah, water and wastewater. So it should be, um, I, I put that, um, let's see, on, yeah, that's the projection? Yeah, right here. Oh, oh, oh I see. This broke, I see. Not that one exactly, but broke down by department. I get it. Thank you. Yeah. And then the water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should be in here. What page are you? I'm on page 57. Wastewater's on 58. Well, those are the actual um, budget schedules. I did have. I just have it in here. And I may have missed it when we did the rewrite. Um, but I can I'll I can add it in here. I'll just okay. add the additional that additional schedule. So I got the general thing in here, but I think I missed it when I was updating the enterprise function. But I can put it in there. I'll just take this table and stick it in there. Um, but uh, so you can see that the change in the each year your your balance is just going up because you're spending you're spending less than you're bringing in every single year. So, you know, um, if you go to the next slide. The low year's 26, 27, I'm three fifty nine. That's the amount that it's changing. Right, that's the lowest, yeah. Um, but that's not the ending balance. If you go one slide forward, if the very top, See the 6.4, gotcha. six, the next seven, one you're going 7.3, yeah. and then you, you, know, you keep going up. So um, that's why it's going to be really important that you know we start identifying all of the projects and all of the operations that need to happen. Um, I think there's been a lot of hesitancy to spend in water and wastewater. So, um, so we're really pushing to try to get um, more of an emphasis on the capital projects and um, operations. We are meeting um, 
with uh, we're reaching out to uh, some consultants to look at energy efficiency on the plants as well because uh, plants use a lot of energy. So if there's a way we can change out certain pumps or motors, then that would be something that we would contemplate. So there would be an investment in those um, pump motor replacements, but in the in the probably in the short term, you would start seeing um, a reduction in energy use. Um, and that's it. Are there any questions on the budget? And we will add the um, that enter that uh, five year <clears throat> on to page five in your um, on tab one, mm -hmm. and we'll update that on the website as well. So this is available on the website, our budget. Mm -hmm. uh, historically, uh, everything's available. So whether it's the budget or your audit financials, everything is on our website. Um, but we will get that updated and then we'll send you the updated pages to swap out just to swap out those pages okay questions i don't have any questions i just uh, i'll go first I guess. okay go i don't have any questions i know the deficit spending scares me but we have the money to spend it they have the 2.5 million at the moment so and it's one time stuff it's on what was a crack sealer 140 190 for rough number on the on the Macerator and new yep. tractors without the piece of tractor together anymore. Right. So I'm stoked to get a tractor and, and just the time saving to have the macerator. Uh, I think you'll make up a lot of it in salary savings and time to do other stuff. So, yep. uh, yeah, you got the money to spend it. So I think it's a good thing we can't afford it all, all the time. There you go. Well, um, I, I agree that it seems scary, but I think we've hesitated or postponed a lot of these things for a long time and so now that we can do it it feels kind of good to be doing it mm -hmm. and a lot of the investments are well spent um, on the on the police and the technology it's been a long time coming um, it just all adds up so it's yep. a lot um, but I think especially switching out all of the meters doing things like that is just wise spending so yep. that's what I say um, um, I also like that we're doing investment into our city that has the potential of bringing in more revenue. So I like that you were conservative on that in the um, projections uh, for future years. So I, I look forward to seeing some of that hopefully coming to fruition. And, and it's good for the city and it's also you know, good for our residents. Okay, how about members of the public? Do you have any questions or concerns or comments? Okay. Come on up. <laughs> Don't you write my name down again. I don't know if I'm just ignorant or confused. I didn't hear, let's see, I don't know how to present this. Um, I should have thought about this before I came up. Huh? Come on, uh, my question, my concern, the big, big concern living in Angels Camp, I'll just do it this way. And perhaps you can guide me. Maybe this is the wrong time to bring this up or not. About 
the uh, fire department and law enforcement, they need help. They, there's so much crime and everything up here in Angel's Camp now, they can't handle it all. I didn't see anything in the budget to possibly even hire one more police officer or give, uh, why is that? I don't understand that because I think some things can be taken out of that budget to get something up here that will save your life, my life, and anybody else's life. Right. That's my thinking. And the fire department, they haven't had a raise since when? Since when? So that's my concern if this is the area that I needed to do this in. Okay, I'm sorry. I really, and the computer system, I totally agree on. I totally, that will help tremendously. I didn't understand some of the other stuff in the budget. My first personal feeling is some of it could be taken out. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a budget. I mean, I'm, you know, I'll, I didn't educate myself on that part. But this is my concern for Angel's Camp. There is people up here that are vandalizing during the day, not just at night anymore, I should say anymore. I mean, that's my main concern is the safety of not just me, my grandchildren are here, there's some, there's children, your children, your grand, you know, I don't know if anybody, I don't assume anybody else has any grandchildren up there. Um, that's my concern. There is, the police hands are tied a lot of times. So if you make a call, someone's breaking in, they may or may not be able to help you. Um, I didn't see any of that in the budget is what I'm concerned about, I guess, okay? I think that might be it, I'm not sure. I might have to raise my hand again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you Flora, if we can just suggest. Oh, I'm sorry, that's okay. Just to let you know, we did have some meetings prior to tonight. You're seeing the wrap up as what we're like adopting. Oh, okay. So there were some meetings where we did break it down by department. It might have been beneficial to you to Should see. I, okay. And so maybe after this or at another time, you can well, get together with staff. I can, I can pull it up, can I? The meeting, if you just well, you tell can. me to get it. full budget. It's all there. Right, no, I know that. But it's going to look a little foreign to you, but yeah. you could still ask those. But they're all great questions, and they really, really, really have all been addressed in, in some Okay. I think it's, ways. Yeah, it's so, also good to say that we have been understaffed at the department, at the fire or at the police department, and we just hired two. Right? We're fully staffed. Now right we're now. fully staffed as the of, time. as of oh. like Sunday at well, you know, that's just my main Yeah, and we haven't been fully staffed in three years, staff so we're now fully yeah. staffed oh, okay. as of like so, a month ago. Okay, well, good. So but that's I, good. In the process, I guess I should it's, say. It's, it's, like, it's like trying to navigate a ship, but you can't turn it. It's well, not so you can't have to do it. And I realized yes. how to go slowly in order for it to be done. Yeah, yeah. And I just asked so them because, like I said, I haven't been. They're all great questions. I haven't been asking. So good. Well, I'm tickled now. No, and when we did the survey, to the residents, it came back public safety was really important was the, to the residents. Right. And oh, so that's yeah. something that is on our top five. So it okay. has been addressed? Yes. 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 Okay. Well, that was my. Okay. Then if you said the nail No, that's fine. Appreciate the question. I also, really quickly, Gloria, I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff lately about people thinking that they can only come here to address us, but I think any of us are fine if you ever want to reach out to us. 
individually to ask these questions. get closer. I'm just saying that if, it, if at any point you, oh, oh, I see. you know, something's right. come up, you have a question, anything like that, I don't think any of us are going to be upset if you reach out to ask us a question. Got it. So if, Absolutely. Yeah. if you see us on Facebook, you can message right. us or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah, recently there's a lot of chatter about how you have to show up here to understand what's going on. No, Absolutely. However, if I can speak to that, I personally will never engage on Facebook. Right. I will message people. I'll offer you my phone number or we'll or meet something coffee or event, something. Yeah. But I won't engage in a in a, a, a dialogue. Yeah, I don't like that either. I would it's do actually, face -face. We're, we're actually not. We're not allowed. Yeah, we can't because there's a reason for that. Yeah, yeah but I wouldn't do it face to face. Now, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I'm just getting some good news here. <laughs> I think, anyway. <laughs> a little bit, anyway. Oh, my scam. Okay, so we've talked about it. We've asked questions. Any other questions or last minute? Otherwise, I'd be looking for a motion to adopt the 23-24 fiscal year budget. So moved. Second. I'm letting Caroline right out there. And um, all in favor? Aye. 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 Passes on a 401. Gone. Okay, takes us to item H, amend resolution 9606 and adopt resolution 2357 for personnel policy sections 9.12 and 9.13. Rebecca. Um, so we do rely on extra hire and part-time employees. They're non-represented um, employees. Um, but we have not actually been adhering to the, the current personnel policy. Because no one can tell what that is. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so you know, I, I think it's going to be important that we have something that we actually can follow so that it's not a subjective um, hiring process, it's not a subjective uh, salary. We're also missing, we were missing a salary for um, some of the extra hire employees um, and some of the part-time uh, firm employees. And um, and we also identified that we actually have part-time employees that have become part-time permanent employees. Um, again, still all unrepresented, but they do have rights to that, um, to that position. Um, so I included the uh, red line versions with their recommendations. Um, Deb does have some, um, some additional cleanup she uh, wants to talk about, um, but um, would you just suggest bringing it back at the next meeting? Yeah, let's okay. do that. And you and I can talk about, because there's some things that are hanging on that really don't have any definition in here and don't make sense. Okay. That, that, so let's clean it up first and then bring it back. That, that's currently not in there. I know, but it doesn't make any sense. So we're cleaning it up. Let's get rid of it because no one knows what it means. Okay. Um, I have a quick question. Yeah. Can you give me an example of what would be um, a, a, an extra hire for day-to-day -day operations? Um, so an extra hire would be, we generally have extra hires only in the fire department. Okay. And they would, like, they might come in for, you know, a 12-hour shift on, on this day. And then we won't see them for, you know, two months. Mm -hmm. 
and then they might be called in for another eight hour coverage on this day and then we won't see them for another two months right so they're kind of like a non-sketch non-regularly scheduled fill-in right um we also have extra hires um and so we've used extra hires in the finance department where we just need you know kind of some clerical or some you know additional help in the office but you know there's a there's a finite amount of time that they're going to be there it's very very temporary and then they're going to go um, those would be extra hires permanent employees they have a regular schedule right. and it well just i understand the definition of the two i was just asking for like, the example of what we're using for extra yeah. hires i thought we were pretty fully staffed but i understand fire i understand that that's that's the one kind of only using what about water and wastewater um we haven't because you really need certifications in water and wastewater and so that would be really probably risky to hire extra hire staff um, you're likely not going to find people with the qualifications to do it gotcha that was my one question i just was counting did you guys have but we're going to actually we're going to bring, bring this back, back. Yeah. does anybody from the public have any comments before this is an item that we're going to be bringing back anyways <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm trying to what was it about again oh i'm sorry temporary hire oh okay and, and we're going to clean up the language on how we can hire them what it says and what we hire oh there you go okay she's just hard yeah i can't i know we don't have working on that no that's okay i'll just keep coming in <laughs> yeah so this is specifically from the personnel policy that's from 1996 that is still the same language from 1996 so in this particular case it's something that we struggle with right now because we currently are utilizing both um, and we're currently not following the policy as it is right now Okay. Well, Dan, are, are there any other questions in terms of the language or any concerns or issues that you have on the existing proposal before we start doing some additional cleanup on it? And mainly, I think um, what Deb wants to do is actually further remove some of the language that's in there that doesn't apply and doesn't make sense that I left over okay. from the existing policy. Fine, buddy. We are working with a contractor right now to firm up that timeline um, so that we can reach all the businesses beforehand that will be impacted. Um, so that will be happening here soon. He had some other projects that he was working on that he needed to get finished up before he had come over this way. Um, wanted to let you know that uh, Joe Oliveira is leaving. He's moving to Roseville. So he has um, resigned from the uh, museum. Did you, did you get that memo? I did not get that memo. Um, <coughs> so he is leaving the Antioch Foundation, um, and he 
Keith is kind of immediately stepping away from it because he's putting his house on the market and he's going to be really busy over the next few months. So, um, you see Joe. Um, thanks. He's going to be going. Um, the uh, COG did approve the CMAC loan to SACOG that will come back in 2024. Um, remember that that CMAC is um, tied to the Angels Creek Trail. Um, and so SACOG is going to use it. Um, that's the second tranche of CMAC, and yep. then they'll bring both of them back to us in 2024. Do we get the, in the interest from that or no? Yeah. Good, good question. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there a formal request? <laughs> um, in terms of Utica mm -hmm. Park, so uh, debris removal is still happening every day, Monday through Friday. Um, you just don't see a bunch of equipment. So basically, there. If you look at the candy walls, there it's little tiny people all over the candy walls, and they are hand debris clearing because you can't get equipment up there. So. Um, you can notice that i mean it is happening it's just you have to like where's waldo trying to find the the people in the um orange and yellow suits um they're uh, estimating that they'll be there through mid-july so debris will continue through mid-july um we also have a tree limmer that's going to come and finish the second portion of the arborist report so the first portion of the arborist report was to remove the dead and dying trees we have one tree that was in the way of part of the project itself. Um, we are um, getting uh, people contacting us that would like to donate trees. Many of those trees were donated. Um, and I think it's important for everyone to understand trees have a lifespan. They just do. So um, some of those trees, they were end of life 10, 15 years ago. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, for staff that go down there every single day, um, they were cleaning up massive branches that were falling. And they were, um, when the storm came through in December, January, February, whole trees were just picked up mm -hmm. and dropped over. So it looked like a war zone down there. Um, so, I mean, it's shocking to look at that all the trees are, a lot of trees are, are gone, but there's still a lot of really good trees down there that are very healthy and we're trying to do what we can to make sure that they stay healthy because those ones are the healthy ones. So we want to limb them so that they stay that way. So that will be happening. Um, here Is there a process for people who want to donate? a tree that are you guys taking their information we're taking their information because we aren't at the place of planting anything right now um and we also need to make sure that we identify the types of trees yeah. um because we want trees for longevity uh, down there and then also the placement of them which is going to depend on the site plan uh, we are working and uh on a bi-weekly meeting basis with the contractor with boyer to kind of uh, brainstorm and, and work through different things. Um, you know, obviously uh, we've got infrastructure issues down there, utilities are undersized or aren't where they're supposed to be. Um, so we're finding all sorts of like really interesting contacts. So that kind of um, changes where things can go or where things should go. Um, we're also making sure that um, we're getting the most bang for the buck in terms of the dollar. So I'm um, trying to be creative in the various solutions so that we can 
make sure that we have all the components that were required as part of that rural recreation grant. So that's happening. Um, I'm hoping by next week, we should have a rough draft of a site plan. Um, and we'll kind of internally have a conversation about that. And then we will work with that committee, um, which includes city staff and um, the uh, community, community club. And I think there's there was one or two other people that asked to be on it, but uh, we'll, we'll coordinate that group and get everyone together so they can get eyes on it. And then we will uh, start making that information uh, public. Um, and um, on the, are you done with, on the part? Yeah. Okay. Because I had a question about has the play structure been ordered? No. Okay. Because it depends on where it's going to go. Okay. And it's not a play structure. Right. It's the a, whole. It's the whole thing. But from that company that we right. saw that it was. Okay. Yeah. It's it, but it's not like one play structure. So there's multiple components of of that um, that would have to happen. But again. We have to know where it's going okay. in order to do that. So that's where the rep And we don't want anything sitting out there while Dirk's getting moved. Okay. Otherwise, we're going to have damaged structure. Um, the all hazards, the last meeting that we had on that is we really need to have an internal meeting to talk about legacy roads. Um, there's not a one size fits all in terms of what to do with those legacy roads. So we talked about having um, probably like a, uh, rattles on that meeting, but we need to kind of have an internal conversation because I think we need to be uh, mindful of the outreach that needs to happen. And specifically, like you might have a street where you can't park on either side. And then you might have a street where you can park on Isn't the whole thing the right side but not the left side and then you might have another road that you can park on the left side but you can't park on the right side so each one of those legacy roads is very specific on what we can do with it so i think the outreach has to be very specific to the property owners and people that live out there so it's being mindful of that instead of just kind of saying you know this is what we're going to do it's kind of being more mindful of each one of those particular neighborhoods and the roads um, in terms of where we need to get to on those um, and obviously parking is an issue no matter what so um, we need to kind of be, just be really thoughtful about those conversations so we are going to have some internal meetings to review those legacy roads identify who needs to be um, on that outreach and send letters or postcards um, so we can start having those conversations with them um, and then on uh, farmers market and um, it is probably the most successful farmers market that I've ever seen in the history of farmers market at Rachel's camp um, they've done a really really good job um, getting that together they have really good vendors down there and I think that the venue is pretty amazing so if you haven't been down there I highly recommend going down there um, there's a lot more parking than it was at Utica um, and uh, it just has a really nice flow in terms of uh, all the vendors that are there um, so there's uh, a lot of good stuff so spend a Friday evening and go down and have some dinner buy some fruit and jump. I like that. <laughs> What's the update on the creek? 
Angel Screen, anything? Oh, thank you for bringing that up. So, um, no, the state has told us uh, they're still working on it. So I don't want to make this call. I will let you guys make this call. Um, basically, what we could do is I can work with staff and have them go and do current gas readings and do some current tests. And if they both come up negative, I will let you guys make the decision to open it. Um, but the state still is not giving us anything back. How long would it take to do the test with staff? Gas tests can happen immediately. That's just a little sniffer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think we should do that. It's been, it's ridiculous how long it's been closed. Yeah. Is there still any odor or anything, Chris? There hasn't Not been. Not unless you get right up to it. Up to the. Is that normal? No. For our other years? No. Having no. slight odor? No. So the odor's still coming down the creek, or is it when you're near it's the... It's just near the mine shaft. Near the mine shaft. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not. So we've, we've talked to staff that have been here a really long time. We've talked to um, uh, people that have lived around there for a really long time, people that have lived in the city for, you know, a really long time, and nobody can ever remember that happening. Um, when we kind of go back, and we kind of <coughs> talked to, I talked to Fish and I also talked to the State Regional Water Quality Control Board. Um, and I talked to, um, what's the um, Department of Toxic Substance? Asthma? DTS. It's probably because the last time we had some sort of storm phenomenon like that was like a hundred years ago, 80 years ago. So I don't think there's anyone still kicking that would remember it. It probably did happen. It's just not happened in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think, you know, depending on what the state comes back with, it may just be that there's going to be certain events that are going to happen where it's going to be a public health issue. You're going to have to shut the creek down for a period of time. And then once you're comfortable, you can open it back up. Um, they're not really positive in terms of if there's even any remediation right. possibility. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, my, my only concern is just um, if 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 it were to test for h2s like right in the mouth it comes right into the creek right. um that it, there's still exposure there but yeah say do the test see i mean as long as it's not a three-day process and cost them twenty thousand dollars we have the we have the ability to do the test yes yeah, yeah we just have, we send it out yeah. we can do the sniffer you just test. do the water test the water test out, right? we have to send yeah. it out yeah Testing, so, yes. get it open. Yeah, get it open. And it is, yeah. <clears throat> See when it comes back. Uh, any update on Howard at the old city hall? Um, so that oh sorry. That is on the future agenda items that I can go ahead and skip to. Um so he uh is it possible to place at this point for the county? Um, so, uh, however, 
we've been talking um, about the fact that one thing that we don't have, and it's not just because of him, we just don't have it and we need it, is a critical infrastructure ordinance. Right. So um, we are uh, working, I just sent it to legal today uh, to review it, but the critical ordinance or the critical infrastructure ordinance basically it identifies all of the uh, the infrastructure within the city which could be city property but it might not be city property it could be school property or it could be um bridges and bridges or it could be creeks or dams yeah um that is critical to to the city um in terms of health and safety and public safety and so um, based on the criteria that's on that critical infrastructure, you cannot have encampments there right. at all. And so um, that basically is, is it. So until we have that, we really have no, no, okay. but that's we have no enforcement option. option. We're going to be bringing so that. We are going to be bringing that. My hope is to bring it on the 18th of July at the next meeting. Um, but obviously, if legal has a lot of input on it or um, additional questions, that might delay it. But it is in the works. Um, and I have reached out to the county and let them know we are absolutely 100% moving forward with the critical infrastructure ordinance. Um, I do have um, PD going out and having a conversation with him to say, um, you really need to get help. Um, at this point, he just doesn't want it. He does not want help from the county. He does not want um, to move. Um, he knows what his rights are. Um, and we're kind of stuck at the moment. Any other um, homeless issues going on in the city? Not. There are rumors. Yeah, they're hit and miss. Okay. Um, not. I mean, he's our angels camp guy, and then we like always, especially this time of year, we've got the ones that come and they go. They'll be here for a while, and we don't have any that we know are planted anywhere. We've got a our our list internal list of who's who currently. Um, and there are a few more in town right now, but, um. but that kind of happens. Um, so you'll notice like fair will kind of happen. So we'll inherit people from fair. Um, they will stay around for a little while. I was actually surprised there wasn't more um, after this year, but they. So we will get a we'll get a small population. They'll stay here during the summer, and then they'll leave. They'll they'll find another. Um, they'll you know, go to Sonora or they'll go to wherever they go. But um, our guy stays here. So, um, and even if he go, even if he is pulled out, he comes back here. Right. What does our liability look like in terms of him being on the old city hall property? We have no liability. We have liability if we get him off. Right. Yeah. So um, I think what's important to remember is um, He's the one that has all the rights, and we don't. Yeah. So we doing anything that would harass him, doing anything that um, that, that if, if we don't have something with teeth that we can actually legally enforce, and we do anything in terms of moving him, um, we are we are violating his civil liberties, and we will get sued. Yeah. And there's people that absolutely are just looking for it. So. Um, it's just a, it's, it's unfortunate and it's a light issue and it's probably one of the number one complaints we get from every 
person that wants yeah. to complain. Yeah. Um, but it's one person. And so, so I think it's kind of, we need to put it in perspective at the moment. And we're, we're trying to work on something. <laughs> and, um, and we'll try to do what we can. So, if we were to have our critical infrastructure ordinance in place, that would maybe possibly motivate Howard to. Well, if it includes government facilities. Right. Oh, if it's yes. worded right, if yeah. it's in place, then it, he then has makes, to do something. It makes it enforceable. Yeah. Yes. So, it will worsen the move off that property. He's not going to leave. Yeah, he's not going to leave. But then maybe the next place will also be a critical infrastructure yeah. component. Yes. So Possibly, we yeah. just have to kind of. Okay. I'm super excited about that. I think that we're going in the right direction because our hands have been super tied and not knowing what we can and can't do. So it is the number one concern. I got a call about it yesterday. So, um, and the city did not move into City Hall. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. For Say it louder that. for those in the audience. The city did not move him to City Hall. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh, city. Thank you. <laughs> Whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, so any other, that's future, I'm sorry, that's future agenda that's items. Future agenda. Any other future yeah. agenda items? Um, going back then to correspondence, you have April and May consolidating. Oh, council council report. Oh, my bad. Well, I failed my notes. Okay, let's do council reports. I don't have a lot. I went to COG, but I'm going to go ahead and let uh, Alvin, who sits on that committee full-time, talk about that. And I went to Farmer's Market. I've gone twice. It's fantastic, as she said. And I think that's it for me. So. I have no reports, no meetings, and I haven't had a chance to attend Farmer's Market yet because I've had graduation parties every Friday, but I'm hoping to go this week. I don't need a report. I was sick last meeting, and thank you, Kelly, for going in my place um, to talk. So. Um, what's that? Cog. Cog. No, Cog. Um, Rebecca touched on it. We loaned out to SAC Cog. We loaned up uh, 429000 because at the moment we don't need it, but they can use it, so they'll pay us back. Um, we just got through with the environmental part of this, so it'll come up in the next couple weeks, hopefully, or months. Um, and then we get it back. Um, Cog and CTA were basically some budget adjustments and then approval of budgets. Um, so everything was good there. and. Uh, we did some budget cleanup, and then the big thing that came out of COG was we also got $5 million to help fund um, this next part of the Highway 4. Um, for so construction or design? No, design. For design, yeah. For design, right. So environmental, cultural, but it's a big step to get that right. and get it done so we can have a shovel-ready job in the next couple of years. So that'll complete that Highway 4, wagon wheel, wagon trail, not wagon wheel, wagon trail. That's what I got. Um, oh, and on Farmer's Market, I will be a greeter on July 21st because um, Jeanette uh, <laughs> is me. Um, but I know she's also looking for other people that want to be greeters uh, at Farmer's Market. So if mm -hmm. any of you are interested, or she will just make you. So. <laughs> okay, so now we'll do correspondence. It says April and May consolidated staff report. Yep, and I'll probably be sending in June, uh, I'll, I will be sending June this week. Okay. Um, we got that by email. Yep. That's not attached, so, okay. Calendar, Rose. 
Uh, tomorrow is the IRWMA meeting for Rebecca or Chris. Um, June 27th, the UWPA meeting. May that was canceled. Canceled. Did Maybe? you get a text? I got a call, yes. Okay. It canceled. canceled. There is no June meeting. There was nothing time sensitive. We talked, we were doing yeah. the agenda. And okay, then our there. July 4th meeting is canceled. That is the holiday. Cog on the 5th. Um, the sixth is the museum. Is it canceled too? Cogs always canceled on that. On July. Okay. Yeah. Uh, museum on the sixth, all hazard on the 11th, and then planning on the 13th. Perfect. Okay, so we already talked about future agenda items. If there are no more, we're looking for an adjournment. So moved. The motion by Alvin? Wait a minute. Oh, oh. You, I have a question if it's all right before you close your doors. I probably need to go up and sign in. Uh, yes, I do. Excuse me. I um, was very, really curious. Oh, I'm Lorena Darby, the Bumbush Street. I was really curious what the St. Joe's Creek Trail is that you spoke about. So the Angels Creek Trail, uh, it's a trail that's been under planning for... Right, is this the bike trail and the walking trail everyone's yeah. been talking about? Yes. So um, the, for many, many years. Uh, and so um, what has been happening is there's been um, a lot of time spent on the environmental review and the cultural review. Right. So those both were just completed. So those are out for review. That needed to happen before we could nail down like the actual route that we and think is going to go. And the actual route? Well, we have to allow people to respond to the environmental and cultural review because they may say stay away from this tree or stay away from that vernal pool or make a right or make a left. So we're kind of waiting for those responses um, and they've got I think 90 days um, to respond to that and then once that happens then we will have a better idea of the route and then we can start having right-of-way discussions with any property owners um, that we so that we put on the agenda and brought that up yeah won't be. yeah okay thank you very much thank you okay so we have a motion by Alvin a second by Isabel all in favor Four. Aye. 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 Aye.